Warren Buffett, BlackRock, and other institutional players dominate investments in commercial aviation. Why? Because it's one of the most profitable and predictable alternative assets that exists. And it's not tied to other markets such as real estate and the stock market. Is it safe? Well, imagine triple net leases to the likes of American Airlines and British Airways. Income is contractual and guaranteed by some of the biggest named airlines in the world. That's why this kind of investment was never available to the ordinary accredited investor. That is until now. Visit accesswealthaviation.com and check it out for yourself. Invest in an institutional team with over 200 plus years of combined investment experience in the aviation sector. Conservative investing with double digit returns and tax advantages. That's accesswealthaviation.com. Accesswealthaviation.com. You are listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast with Buck Joffrey. Get ready to change your life. Welcome, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey with the Wealth Formula Podcast. I want to start off by reminding everyone about the Note Buyer Boot Camp, April 18th and 19th. This is the event that I will be at, and I will be on a panel there. But it's George Newberry's uh, event, and it is American Homeowner Preservation that's the uh, the company, George's company, and they are. We've been talking about them every episode for I don't know how many episodes, but they buy mortgages for pennies on the dollar. They turn around and keep people in their homes, and then you know anyway they have this great fund that's been paying twelve percent. But they're going to teach everybody how to do this stuff, and I really think this is going to be an unbelievable course. I'm going to be there April eighteenth and nineteenth. Make sure that you check it out too. Go to wealthformula.com and there is a coupon there for $200 off that course. And I am going to see you there because I think it's going to be pretty exciting. Also on wealthformula.com, of course, you can go and download a free copy of my book, Seven Secrets of Eternal Wealth. And uh, if you can't get to a computer, simply text me, 44222, and type Wealth Formula, one word, 44222, Wealth Formula. Now, And on to today's show, when I first learned about the concept of cash flow investing, it was like, uh, I, you know, it was like a religious experience. And I talk to people all the time, and this is a common theme. And in my case, I went around everywhere proselytizing the virtues of cash flow investing to my friends who were doctors and professionals. And I got so excited about the concept and couldn't figure out why no one else cared at all. Anyway, the idea is so simple, right? buy things that throw off cash flow. And when you have enough cash flow, you retire. Indeed. All of that's true. But if you've been down this road for a while, you know, it's a little bit more complicated than that. I mean, I don't know about you, but it always cracks me up when I see someone for the first time having this cash flow revelation. And they talk about their passive income goals and how they're going to retire in three or four or five years buying real estate. Even if they're currently broke, how is that possible? Well, the reality is when you listen to a lot of the real estate podcasts out there, it might actually answer that question because a lot of the time it sounds like all you have to do is get involved with real estate. And even if you're broke, it's that easy. You just start accumulating this passive income and you can retire. Here's the problem. In order to create passive income, and, I, and passive is in quotes because it's it's rare that it's truly ever completely passive, although you can be that if you're in a, investing in a syndication. You have to have money in the first place, right? 
at the source of the wealth formula is math. There is an equation, and I talk about this all the time. It's wealth equals the product of leverage times mass times velocity, right? That's that's the equation. Leverage, we know, is using other people's money. Velocity is how quickly we turn that money over. But mass is the one that everybody forgets. So mass is the one we need to focus on. And mass is just simply how much money you have to invest. And if you have no mass, it doesn't matter how much leverage and velocity you use, you still won't be able to create wealth. And that is the harsh reality of cash flow. Now, this isn't something that just affects the broke either. I talk to plenty of high-paid professionals. I probably talk to you, and I know I've had some conversations with people who talk about how their goal is to replace their W-2 incomes. And uh, the the issue is that if you make two hundred fifty, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars um at a time, if you average about a 10% cash on cash return and you have a $250,000 per year income that you're trying to replace, you're going to have to get about $2.5 million into the machine, into the cash flowing machine in the first place. Doable? Well, yeah, it is doable. But if you're making $250,000 a year to start, uh, you're going to have to be patient. And most of us, if you're listening to this show, if you are listening to this show, chances are you are not that patient. You're trying to figure out how to do it quicker. So what are the other options? What if you want to move quicker? Well, for one, understand that you do, in fact, have many options. And uh, and it's not just about real estate. If we want to move quicker, you might have to, in fact, move outside of the real estate box. You might have to think outside of that box and invest outside of that box. We might have to start looking into buying things like businesses, you know, or or do things that are a little bit more speculative once in a while to produce a lot more income. Now, in the case of businesses, businesses can either serve as a uh, as a mass, a way to accumulate more mass, and then you dump it into real estate for that slow burn, or uh, it could, they can also serve, uh, such as in my case, as standalone passive streams of income. But either way. The idea is that there is not just real estate. That is not true. As much as I love real estate, you know, it is, uh, and even Robert Kiyosaki talks about this. You heard him say this, I'm sure, that his businesses buy his real estate. His businesses are what throw off a ton of cash flow, and then he throws that into real estate, and then they have this slow burn, stable income, right? That's the idea. Now, of course, the idea of buying businesses, starting businesses, all that stuff that I like to do and a lot of entrepreneurs do can sound a little bit intimidating to someone who specializes uh, in, in, you know, has a specialty and who's a professional. Maybe you're a doctor, dentist or whatever, and you're working 50 hours per week already. I mean, who wants to start a business and have a, all that extra work to do? But understand that in order to create more income, you have two options. You either, in the case of, say, real estate or or other streams of income, you either buy it or you earn it. And if you can't afford it, you have to earn it. And if you have to earn it, it's going to take you time. 
But that doesn't mean that, you know, that investment in time has to be another job. You can also invest a certain amount of time up front, just like you put down a certain amount of lump amount of money to buy a stream of income. And then you can leverage technology, right? So again, just freeing up your way of thinking is very important. And my guest on this week's podcast is going to show us exactly how to do that. So if you want to speed things up and get on that golf course quicker, you know, because that's what everybody wants to do, right? You want to get out there and play golf instead of work? Not me, but that's what a lot of people say. Well, you won't want to miss uh, this conversation that we're going to have after we come back. It is with Udemy expert Jonathan Levy. What do the Rothschilds, the Romneys, and the billionaire hedge fund managers know that you don't about growing and protecting wealth? As you might imagine, the wealthy have a few tricks up their sleeves. One strategy allows you to grow wealth tax-free at a compounding rate with no volatility. It protects your money from creditors and lawsuits, and it lets you invest the same money in two different places at the same time. How about that for amplifying wealth? To learn more, go to WealthFormulaBanking.com. Again, that's WealthFormulaBanking.com. Self-storage is a necessary evil. It's where you keep your stuff and forget about it. No wonder this stuff is so profitable and recession-resistant. The Wealth Formula community, well, we've benefited from that. We've made lots of money in this space with Reliant Real Estate, one of the largest self-storage companies in the country. With an average investor internal rate of return of almost 34%, with hold times just over three and a half years, these guys know what the meaning of velocity of money is. If you're an accredited investor, make sure to check out what they're up to right now at ReliantFund4.com. Again, that's ReliantFund4.com. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, my guest is Jonathan Levy. Jonathan is an experienced entrepreneur, angel investor, and life hacker from Silicon Valley. And uh, since 2014, Jonathan has become one of the top performing instructors on Udemy, which is uh, something we'll talk about in a minute. It has earned him over uh, 60,000 students, and he's uh, since snowballed his success into the launch of a rapidly growing information products company, Superhuman Enterprises, which produces podcasts, books, and online courses. Most recently, he launched the Super Learner Academy, a private online academy where he teaches premium-level master classes in accelerated learning and productivity. So I am talking to Jonathan Levy today. He is in Tel Aviv. Welcome to the show, Jonathan. Thanks so much, Buck. It's a pleasure to be here. I got to tell you, man, we got to update that bio. We just celebrated our 130,000th student oh, and the right? launch of our oh. second academy. I don't know where. I got to dig in and figure out where we gave you that bio from. Yeah, you I'll know, talk I, with I think the I team. Just, <laughs> I just looked it up, actually. It was what was on the website. Oh, so. Man. So that, I got to fix that. Oh, okay. Well, listen, but I think 60, thanks for the warm welcome. Yeah. I mean, 60,000 is not bad anyway. I mean, so, okay. So listen, right, I'll take it. So, uh, listen, well, first of all, welcome to Well Formula podcast. Now, Jonathan, um, I want to kind of get, you know, into this whole Udemy thing, but first take us back. You're in the business of creating courses, right? Creating yes. digital products for a living at this point. And so how did you get into that? I mean, where did you start? Yeah. What got you in that It's direction? a really funny story. So like you, Buck, I kind of had this career trajectory in my life that I thought 
made a lot of sense and that I thought was where I wanted to be. For me, it wasn't being a surgeon. Uh, it was being uh, an entrepreneur and specifically a venture-backed entrepreneur and or publicly traded CEO. I had all these visions of what I wanted to do. I wanted to build a billion-dollar business. Uh, like so many kids who grow up in Silicon Valley, and I even sold uh, a perfectly healthy company in 2011 because it wasn't big enough and it wasn't what I wanted to do. It also wasn't impacting people's lives in a positive way. We were selling luxury goods on the internet. Sold that business and I went to travel the world. I got accepted to INSEAD Business School, so one of the top business schools in the world in Singapore and in France. And along about that time, I kind of remembered how much difficulty I'd had as a student, both in middle school, high school, and college. I spent most of my academic career kind of drugged out of my mind on uh, Ritalin just to be able to get through the coursework and sit still. And, and I knew that in business school, as I'm sure many people in the audience understand, it's not just about the coursework like it is at an undergraduate level. It's also so much about having time to build relationships you can't do what I used to do in college, which is lock myself in a room, take a bunch of pills and catch up. <laughs> you actually have to go to the cocktail hours. You actually have to go and meet people and shake hands and and be a human. And so I was very lucky at that time. I was interning at a small uh, VC office here in Israel, just kind of getting some international experience to prepare me for business school. And I happened to meet someone who had been trained in speed reading and enhancing memory, so mnemonic improvement. Uh, and I didn't really think anything of it besides I want to learn how to do that. I invested in private coaching with him and his wife who'd been specializing in this for years, went off to business school and kind of turned a lot of heads with that. I still didn't see myself as a teacher. Uh, in fact, I kind of plugged away at building a startup, which didn't work and didn't work. I co-founded something with a couple of my classmates at INSEAD. Then I went back to Silicon Valley and tried to raise money and just kind of hated my life. I think I made it on the ground for 59 days. And I was like, this is not working for me. This is not what I want to be doing. I'm not happy here. I want to go back and live you know, on the beach in Tel Aviv. So I gave all that up and I kind of didn't know what to do next from there. To be honest with you, I spent like six months just kind of searching around. And so what I wanted to do originally with online teaching, I'm a big fan of the Robert Kiyosaki and a big fan of Tim Ferriss. So I wanted to set up a quote unquote passive income stream. And it wasn't for me to sit on the beach and do nothing. And it also wasn't, you know, to put away money for a retirement fund. For me, it was all about buying runway. Yeah. I was like, I don't know when my next big startup idea is going to happen. I'm fresh off this one failure. I've got a little bit of money left over from selling my company. And I've got money coming in from, you know, rental real estate and stuff like that. But it's not enough to live comfortably to where I can just, you know, take two years if I want to, to come up with the next big startup idea. Now, I'm a stubborn entrepreneur. And so I kept looking even after we launched this little side project course, you know, I did the whole customer development lean startup thing. I researched, talked to friends, talked to potential customers. And, uh, of course I'm, uh, what I'm teaching is accelerated learning. So I opened up about 
500 browser tabs on how do you teach online courses, how do you record videos, how do you edit the videos, how do you build quality content, how do you beat the ranking algorithms on marketplace websites, did all that research and launched a, a very simple minimum viable product of the course, thinking to myself, if I can just make an extra $1,000 a month to supplement my real estate income, my investment portfolio income, and the structured payout on selling my last business, that's perfect. That's enough for me to not have to worry. And if it takes me five years, 10 years even, to get to my big billion dollar startup idea, that's all well and good. Um, in the first four days, we made $500 on Udemy, which is pretty stellar. I uh, decided to celebrate and I took off for a ski trip with some of my INSEAD buddies. I didn't have internet for like three or four days. Now I log in on January 11th, this is 2014, and I look at the dashboard to see if we'd gotten any sales after the initial buzz, and we'd already made like $1,200. Wow. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, by the end of that month, we made 2,200. The next month, we made 5,000. The next month after that, we made 8,000. It just went up and up and up and up and up and up. Let's talk there. about this a little bit more because yeah. uh, let's, first of all, for there's probably a lot of uh, – Bogies out there like me, um, although in this case I do know what Udemy is. Uh, tell tell people what Udemy is and how that works. Yeah, that's a really great question. I didn't know either until I was in actually that position where I was launching my own startup, and there were some skills I needed to brush up on, uh, you know, technology skills. And I found this website, and basically you can think of it as the Amazon Kindle store, but for online courses. Now. Udemy holds a special position in the marketplace because it is economy. It's lower cost courses. Uh, there are people who have 48 hour masterclasses on there, but for the most part, what you're finding on there is the two to 12 hour courses. And although they are retail priced typically at $95 or something like that, 95, maybe even 99% of sales on Udemy are under $15. So it's promotional events. It's monthly newsletters. Uh, they're running a lot of ads. And basically, I don't know the statistics anymore, but uh, last I checked, Udemy had some 50,000 instructors with somewhere like 80,000 to 100,000 courses. So it's huge. Um, and I think they have somewhere on the order of 20 million or 30 million plus users. I used to know these numbers, but no, as it's become fine. a smaller part of our business, but so uh, that's Udemy in a nutshell. It's, it, an, it's an amazing place where people can learn literally anything. Right. So it's, it's Udemy and that's U-D-E-M-Y. So taking us back to that moment when you just threw that course together, I mean, how, I mean, to even get to that point where you made 400 bucks in a week or whatever, what, what was the course? How long did it take you to make, uh, you know, just to get some yeah. sense of, and when was that? That was, I worked on that course for one month in October of 2013, and it was basically repackaging, translating, and upgrading the stuff that I had learned. So I studied the accelerated learning techniques, which any accelerated learning expert worth their salt will tell you most of this stuff has been around 2,200 years. The speed reading stuff is a little bit newer. It's been around 100 years, but memory enhancement has been around since the days of the Greeks. But... I didn't know that at that time. I had learned it from just two people. And so I translated their materials from the language I studied in, which was Hebrew. We translated it to English. I worked very closely with them. And then 
you know, as you develop the skill of accelerated learning, you read more. So I added some neuroscience that I found that was interesting and supported the ideas we were sharing. Uh, I added some other stuff about life hacking and, and we put that course out there with honestly really embarrassing setup that I wouldn't recommend people start with, but a webcam, a desk lamp and a towel over my computer to try and reduce the, uh, echo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was like a couple years ago, two years ago. That was, we launched that one on December 26, 2013. Yeah. Part of why I'm asking is like with the, you know, Udemy's obviously grown quite a bit and trying quite to a get, bit. gain some perspective on, you know, if, uh, if that, if you launched that course today, do you think you would have had the same results or is it a different uh, milieu? Uh, well, that's a very, very good question. I think it depends largely on the niche because there are still a lot of low hanging fruit areas on Udemy. And for example, there are every time a new iOS comes around, uh, the operating system for Apple's iPhone, there's three or four guys. There used to only be one guy, and they'll whoever builds the best course that Udemy backs, the winning horse for that year's version of iOS, is on board to make a couple million dollars wow. that year. Yeah. But you got to be the one. And so it started out as one, and now it's two, and now it's three, and they all compete, and they all kind of split that couple million dollars. Um, but there are always new topics coming out, you know, especially in tech as new versions of software come out, you have an opportunity to topple the leader. We're in a very fortunate position because, you know, there's, there's not that much new under the sun with the human brain and, and accelerated learning. But with that said, I mean, one of the things that we've really focused on that I think so many instructors fail is. Uh, building out a, a more holistic strategy similar to what you're doing, which is. You know, it really doesn't hurt to have a, a once a week podcast and it really doesn't hurt to build your mailing list if you do it in a smart way that doesn't violate Udemy's terms and conditions and just building out an ecosystem so that you're actually building stronger relationships with your customers. Uh, but with that said, I mean, if you build quality content, it rises to the top. And, and if you do a little bit of marketing effort on your side, you can get it to rise to the top and you can, you know, as I said, you can start to beat those ranking algorithms to a point where you start getting featured in search results more. And it, it's just like YouTube, you know, there are new YouTube stars being born every single day. That doesn't mean that it's easy. It, it was easy to start out on YouTube in, you know, 2007. Today, you got to work a little bit harder if you want to build out your YouTube channel, but it can be done. It can definitely be done. On Udemy, what's the... What's the 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 split with the with that platform? If you have a course, that's a really great course. question. So if you send a coupon code to a student, whether it's on the platform or off, you have built-in messaging tools that you can use for mass marketing of Udemy courses only, and you can obviously send to your mailing list or whatever. You get ninety-seven percent of the revenue. So basically, they're just handling credit card fees. Okay. If it is organic traffic that people find through searching around Udemy.com which is most of the sales, to be honest, you get 50%. And if it is an affiliate referring the sale or Udemy is doing targeted advertising on your course, you're getting 25% of the sale. Meaning that in, in that situation, does Udemy choose who they want to do targeting traffic for? Or is that something that you opt in? They used to, but these days, you know, with retargeting and, and all the advanced tools that both Google and Facebook have built out, uh, if someone visits your course by accident or visits a similar course, Udemy's doing a pretty good amount of retargeting, and and that will 
lead to advertising of your course inadvertently. Uh, but you do you do have an option to opt in. So if you wanted to use the Udemy course and you weren't willing to give up your content for you know two dollars and fifty cents, you could actually opt out of that. So the you know the reason um, that I thought this would be a really good uh, uh, you know option for my audience is that the you know Udemy provides a platform in which you know if you you have really good content, you really don't have to spend a lot of time marketing. You don't really right. have to, you know, try to figure out a whole business. It's almost sort of like, you know, uh, it's sort of like the Uber of digital courses, right? Where where you just, you know, totally. do all the work for you. And if you can put up some good content and that for busy professionals, people with a lot of skills like my audience um, is, a, is a barrier to entry. But totally this group uh, that we're, we're talking to today, my, my lovely audience of Wealth Formula Podcast, there's a lot of people with some very, very high level skills, uh, whether they be right. doctors, uh, software engineers, or um, you know, even accountants or whatever. The point is that there are tons of things that people want to learn that these people know how to do. How hard is right. that? I mean, in practice, I mean, listen, you're, you know, you're you're obviously a uh, you know a raging entrepreneur like me, right? And and <laughs> so at the end of the day, we're you know, this is the, you know, these kinds of things don't seem like that big a deal. But is this something that you feel like somebody who's got a full-time job, who's really interested in a topic, could teach a course and throw it up there? Is that a viable option to have a stream of income? Yes, especially if you're willing to maybe invest a little more than I did. Because I had to turn it into a business because I'm constantly reinvigorating my content and improving it. But if you were to invest a little bit more time than I did in, you know, having a film student come and film you and actually get higher quality content, then yeah, it becomes much more automated. And and I want to comment a little bit on the kind of the passive income side of it, which is, you know, for the first couple years, I was really stubborn. So for like a year and a half, Plus, I didn't even release the second course because we were making six figures and I was still looking for startup ideas. After that happened, I realized that if I spent a few weeks writing and recording a course on something that I knew backwards and forwards, which was personal productivity hacks, uh, you know, you get a, you had at that time an audience of 40,000 people. Today we have 130,000 people on Udemy. You know, you realize very quickly if you send out that offer even offering it for $10 and you get just a small percentage of people to buy, you're making not only the 20 or $30,000 on the launch weekend, but you're adding $1,000 a month to your monthly income. Um, I had a friend at one point who I was debating turning this into a real business or not. Obviously, I turned it into a real business with you know, 13 people and a myriad of products. But he looked at me and he was like, you know, we looked at the numbers on my Udemy account and he's like, after all is said and done, you're netting about 33 to 40% of everything that's coming in. At the time I had a partner who I've since kind of bought out of the business. And he said, you know, I have this whole shipping empire business where we're selling stuff on eBay. We have our own website. He's like, if I personally kept 33% of my business's revenues, you know, I would be making three, four times as much as I am today. So there's definitely a really, really strong case there. And I do look at Udemy, whether it's as a business or as an individual, I look at it as a passive way of getting income and leads. Yeah. Um, as to whether or not it's viable, I think it's definitely viable, but I don't want to lead people down the path of saying, hey, 
you know, this is a one click, get rich, spend two weeks, put your course up because like with any passive income project, you're going to have to log in once a week and you want to answer student questions because that boosts you in the ranking algorithm. You're going to want to once in a while record a bonus video and send out an educational announcement because that's going to get you better ratings, which is going to boost you in there in the search results and so on and so forth. So, you know, I, I like to say that passive income isn't passive because even my rental real estate, yeah, once in a while I get a phone call that there's bed bugs or whatever it might be. Uh, so I don't want to lead people down a path of thinking it's fully passive, but you know, I was making a killer six figure salary just on Udemy How long in 2014, 15 like and even hours? 16. Like three or four hour course or how, how, how long? So the format I recommend, and, and this is kind of one of the secret sauce things I don't always share, but, uh, I think what's best to do on Udemy is a two to three hour course. I personally recommend 30 to 40 lectures broken up in five maximum six sections we've done the testing and that seems to be what works well for us in our niche which is soft skills in hard skills it's a totally different ball game because it's 10 times more competitive and you want to give What's a 20 skills? hour course like on iOS on ios stuff. okay yeah, sorry no, I was just clarifying what hard skills were. That that means like real, like iOS programming, and, and yeah, yeah, programming and in like uh, all these different. I mean, there's a great business in video editing courses right now. Everyone wants to be a video editor because so many businesses like yours and mine, Buck, we need video constantly. Sure. The highest paid uh, person that I have on our team in the Philippines is our editor, right. um, followed by our our web developer. Imagine that for a second, yeah. right? Like yeah. there's a, a video editor out there making more than a, a web developer. I think that's really, really interesting. So those are in desire skills. So I think I, I'm guessing there's probably people out there thinking, gosh, this is potentially interesting. So what, when you, when you create a course and you're thinking about what is it that people want, how do you approach it? Like if I'm, say you're, yeah. uh, say, uh, say I'm a dentist or a doctor or something like that. Um, and, and as, as people like you and me who are entrepreneurs who, you know, think about the marketing and, and that kind of thing, it comes a little bit more natural, but how, how should a person think about, you know, course material that, um, that will sell? I mean, because you may have 10 things you could do a course about if you're a physician, what's the thing that's gonna, what, what makes it something that's worth doing? Um, from, uh, from people, from the perspective of, of, of people wanting to buy it. Yeah. So there's a few things. Uh, the first one is again, maybe for entrepreneurs like you and I, it's, it's a very basic thing, but it bears repeating is to build insanely great products that people desperately need. Um, you want to be in, in an ideal scenario where you realize that people need something and it doesn't have to be for personal life. It can also be for professional. We had a student go through our branding you Academy in Uruguay and his the government there, just to give you an aside story about the medical field, uh, the government there is transitioning from paper records to a government approved software system. And every doctor with every private practice is scrambling to figure out how he's going to get all of his staff his or her staff using this medical software. So this guy took our branding you course where we talk about this video stuff and then turned to his mother and said, Hey mom, I'm a young student. You know, I just dropped out of school to do this stuff. 
I don't know how to use the software, but you do. And they're selling a course in Uruguay for something like a thousand dollars to these medical practices. And he's making four times the national average income just doing that. And he's only getting started. So think about situations like that, where you have a piece of knowledge that people need, uh, and are obviously willing to pay for, uh, and you're going to be in a very, very prime position. Now, on top of that, I want to add, and, and this is something that I always tell people. And, and one of the things that we really emphasize in our branding, you training is remember that people can learn everything that you know, and more for free right. online on YouTube on podcasts like this one. I mean, think about all the knowledge that you and I give out on our podcast every single work week for free. And you know, now we're doubling down on that by doing our YouTube channel and doing our free ebook offer. And you know, there's a million guys out there doing a lot of these videos for free on YouTube. So you have to ask yourself why exactly does someone opt to buy a course for $10 all the way up to $2,000? And the answer is uh, experience and deliberate learning journeys, I like to call them. So when a student goes on to YouTube, they have to make a lot of decisions and they have to decide and, and trust that they're learning the right thing at the right time, in the right way, in the right order, and that they're getting it. Whereas when someone joins my course, you know, my memory and productivity course for $500, they can rest assured that I've structured each lesson to build on the next lesson. So I see a lot of people build online courses that are, here's 20 lectures about everything you need to know. And they've given no thought into the psychological state of the student. You know, after the student just fi finished this lecture where they understand this piece of neuroscience, the next thing they want to know is how to apply it. Not here's three more things about neuroscience before we get to application. Yeah. And so I spend a disproportionate amount of time just looking at an outline of my course and putting myself in the shoes of the prospective student of what is the perfect next thing for them to learn. And then on top of that, you know, giving them a feeling that they went on a complete journey and they learned everything in one place. Now in, in our course, that's a little bit different because we love to give bonus resources and homework that's optional, but we still want to leave the student with a, an impression that if you buy this course and it, you know, there's always refund policy. So if you're in this course, you are learning everything that you need to know in exactly the right order. And I'm here with you to ensure your success. And that's the big difference between free content and paid in my mind. Right. And, and the funny thing is though, to, to your credit, I think you take it to a much deeper level. I mean, I, I bought. I'm fanatical about I it. I mean, I yeah. bought Udemy courses because I uh, we talked a little bit about this. I I love Udemy and I you know love learning about new stuff and it's so easy. Just go there and you know you seven or eight bucks or you know there's even a lot of free stuff on there. Um, and you can just mm -hmm. you just you and I just sort of pile up these courses and I never watch them, of course, because I don't have time. Exactly. But though sometimes I watch them and it's like this is awful. This is terrible. You know, right. and and uh, so there is there definitely is a spectrum. And I tell I say that not not um, uh, for for just the purpose of people knowing that, listen, you don't all have to be Jonathan Levy to make a few bucks on Udemy. You can but totally. if, if you make an honest effort and you have real content and you find what people are interested in, uh, you have an opportunity to make money. Now, 
That leads me and I think a lot of people wondering, well, gosh, well, how do I get started? So, I mean. Right. Well, I want to take a quick, quick uh, second to comment on that, because even if you're not making money on the Udemy course itself in a significant way, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a story that may be really relevant to your audience. My video, my videographer, I used to have a videographer. Now I have a studio in my house where it's all set up to my height and specs, but I had a videographer who uh, helped me with the second version of my course and then my second course itself and then third course and fourth course. And pretty quickly he realized like, hey, this Udemy thing is exploding. So of course he did what many people in your audience are thinking about doing and he recorded some really killer quality courses on video production. Um, And he makes a couple hundred bucks a month from them. It's not a huge success. But I recently asked him, I was like, you know, is it worth it or because I never really encouraged him to do the courses, but I also didn't talk him out of it. And he said, oh, it's absolutely been worth it because potential clients see that and they may watch the video. You know, those 10 or 20 people who watch the whole course go, okay, this shit's really complicated. I'd rather just pay him five grand to shoot my commercial. And it's yeah. been similar to, you know, how a book is. A lot, of, a lot of folks have a book like myself. At the end of the day, I'm hoping that you check out that book and then engage me, right? And so even if it's not a huge success in that capacity, you know, if you're a holistic medicine doctor or you're a functional medicine doctor and you teach a course and the punchline of that course is, but, you know, you really should come in for testing, Udemy actually facilitates that. You can only do it in the bonus lecture, uh, but you can use this as an incredible way to actually get paid to bring leads into your funnel. Likewise, if you're a real estate investor and you build a course on real estate, your bonus lecture could literally be, contact me for a free consultation because we may have some properties that interest you. So I I wanna emphasize that like a book, it can be uh, part of your existing business and and the end sum game, and this is why, as you said, Buck, you see so many free courses because you can build a hell of of a pipeline and a hell of an income stream just building off of even free content on Udemy. Right. So let's let's talk about specific courses. So I want to get started. One of the ways you can potentially get started on Udemy is actually taking a course on how to build courses. Right. Totally. So totally. How would you get started? How would so? Because I know you have a ton of of uh, and and I do recommend anything that Jonathan's doing because he puts so much time and effort into this. And again, it's, it's not everybody who does that. So tell us about some of the things that, that you have out there, um, you know, and how do we find them and what, what kind of resources if we want to get started in this kind of, um, yeah, definitely. So I'll be honest with people. I mean, if they want to just understand the rules on Udemy, what you can and cannot do, and and some basic recommendations, Udemy has courses that they themselves put out. And I wouldn't neglect doing a quick pass through at 2x speed of that video because, you know, someone like me, I'm not going to explain to you the rules and regulations of of Udemy and what's allowed and what kind of, you know, they have certain rules like 90% of your content needs to be video. That's that's not my role to explain. What we do uh, is we have a couple of different courses in our Branding You program. One is actually a Udemy course for people to try out. Um, and I can share a link that we can put in the show notes uh, on that one. And that's just to get a feel for what's your message, what kind of things can you teach. More recently, 
we launched the Branding You Masterclass, which is uh, basically comes out of the result or results from the success of the original Branding You course on Udemy, where we saw so many people building six-figure businesses out of a simple Udemy course. And we realized let's take let's help them get the businesses to the next level. And so things that were a few sentences in the Udemy course are now an entire course. For example, there's an entire course on kind of my secret sauce of creating killer video content. How do you structure it? How do you write it? What are the things that actually matter? Do you really need all the lighting and all the microphones or can you get by without? And, uh, and goes into a lot of that. We also go into the video editing. How can you outsource it? And then we go into a lot of the how to build a business around it, even if you don't want to devote your entire life. So how do you outsource? How do you hire people who are going to manage this stuff? How do you automate the marketing funnels if you want to have an upsell after your Udemy course and things like that? And that is uh, called Branding You Academy, and it's at brandingyou.academy. Fantastic. And that'll all be in the show notes. And, um, and uh, you know, uh, tell us about, you know, other ways that we can get in touch with you. Um, you know, obviously, if we want to look up your courses specifically on Udemy, we just go and, and, and plug in your name. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know. Absolutely. Though, as you guys know, you know, if I give you guys a coupon, I save the, uh, the 50%. So everything that I do and all the coupon codes to all my courses – uh, small and big at the premium level, they're all at jle.vi. That is johnlarryedward.virgininslands. That's perfect. We'll put that in the show notes as well. And uh, this, Great. Is, uh, this is awesome, man. I'm, I'm uh, super excited. Hopefully people will take an opportunity uh, to, to check this out. I think uh, you know, it's certainly worth I think an opportunity, you know, uh, to look at as an opportunity, because when you talk about it and you're talking about, hey, you know, you can make maybe you make an extra thousand dollars a month. Well, there's all these people out there trying to make an extra thousand dollars a month buying real estate. Well, how much do you have to spend in order to get a thousand dollars per month uh, passive income or or stream of income in real estate? Well, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be spending over a hundred thousand dollars plus in order to get that thousand dollars. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. this is uh, this is sweat equity, and a lot of people just simply have this kind of uh, information uh, that that other people want to know. And I think it's a great opportunity for those who are looking for things. So, once again, thanks so much for being on Wealth Formula Podcast today, Jonathan. It's been great having you. Pleasure was all mine, Buck. Let's keep in touch. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, listen, I talked to many of you out there, and you have so many incredible skills that when I heard about what Jonathan does, I just had to get him on the show. I mean, I think the reality is that, you know, um, I think you guys out there, I think you can, when I think about all these skills you have, you can make some money this way just by putting a little bit of time up front and creating something. And even, even if it's an extra $500 a month, okay, how much would you have to spend if you were going to buy that stream of income with real estate? Quite a bit of money, actually, right? So spending 48 hours or whatever to create a course may be worth it. Anyway, diversify, open your mind, and be agnostic when it comes to making money, and it will free you. Now, speaking of digital courses, the long-awaited course that I am releasing is coming up shortly. It's called Your Roadmap to Real Wealth, and it'll be launching at the end of this month. This was a labor of love. It includes a star-studded group of faculty who make up my tribe, such as 
the uh, such as the Richard Ad Advisors, Tom Wilright and Ken McElroy, Kevin Day, the real estate guys, and Dean Graziosi. These are just to name a few. And uh, this will also be the launch of the Wealth Formula Network, which will be our online community. And that's going to let you all touch base with one another. So keep an eye out for that. Anyway, that's it for me this week on Wealth Formula Podcast. This is Buck Joffrey signing off. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast. Visit us on the web at wealthformula.com. The information contained in this podcast are opinions, not fact. As always, consult your own financial team before making any investment. See you next time. Buck Joffrey here from Safe You with Buck Joffrey. Aging might become reversible over the next 10 to 20 years. It's already being done in lab animals, so it's just a matter of time. Our challenge? To be healthy enough for when that time comes. As a former scientist and surgeon myself, my goal is to figure out how to do that and to share it with you. I wrote a book called Living Longer for Busy People that you can download for free at sapiopodcast.com. You'll be amazed at just how a few daily adjustments can add years of a healthy life for you. Again, download it for free, sapiopodcast.com.